0: Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com.
1: Peace everybody, what's going on? It's Poet Life Podcast, another episode of season two. Yeah. So, j Roddy, my good brother, Christoph Jenkins, we are your co-hosts. Tonight, we have a special guest with us today. He's a hip hop artist, he's an educator, he uses both to bring a message, but also to teach literary skill, mm. writing, reading, when it comes to speaking, when it comes to creativity and artistic flavor on all aspects when it comes to that. Um, fun fact we'll get into later on in the episode, and there's some more things you may not know about him, is that he uses his work as a platform or program to go different places and present for children and show them all similar to what the poor like the caddy does right it's kind of like it's teaching public speaking and just how to be confident in front of people without further ado we have a good brother bomani Omar, oh, Omar. yes thank sir you thank man. you very How's much going, thank you for having me here y'all appreciate thank it thank you for
2: coming that's through cool, sir it's
0: cool a cool show y'all got here man man
2: thank <laughs> you man I, hey i like your setup back there you got oh, the green you. screen yeah, yeah, yeah man bro. you ready yeah, to man. go
0: i'm ready to go um yeah. I've, I've I've been blessed. I get to you know just hang out here in, in Baba Bomani's basement and uh, make educational material for the students. And um, yeah, that's my nine to five. It's cool. <laughs> I love
2: it. I love it. When did you start, man? When did when did you when when did you start? And yeah, let's start from the beginning, right? Like where where did Bomani Arma get his start?
0: Um, I've been doing like public speaking and and performing like my entire life. I don't remember doing anything else. Um, I come from a family of performers of like uh, ministers and, and church musicians. Your father. Yeah. My father's a minister. Yeah. So like my, my mom told me her earliest, my earliest memories are me being in the pews thinking that he's talking directly to me and just having this conversation back and forth with him. And so, um, I've always appreciated that skill. Um, I've always appreciated the effect that it has on the crowd and um i think i've been finding you know my entire 40 years 42 years of existence trying to find out where i fit in as far as using that energy you know what i'm saying i love that right energy. so i used to do, do a whole bunch of public speaking when i was younger i was in like um public and not, not public access but educational television shows when i was in middle school um i was always in speech contest i was always in the choir playing the drums or the, or the keyboard or singing the tenor section or something like that i'm um, always playing in the church choirs um when I was high school going into college I wanted to be a full-time musician while I was in college I wanted to be a hip-hop artist mostly as a producer so I had like two different veins going on at once I was a poet and I was a hip-hop producer and I wasn't combining the two of them you know what I'm saying um yeah it took like a really long like time I don't know why in my head I wasn't putting the two of them together I think at the the beginning I wasn't like uh I had words but I didn't have flow yeah I realized that flow was something I could develop you got um, it. So I developed flow. I was in a hip hop band in my in my college years called Louder, uh, 420 Louder, and then Louder. And um, I had I was putting out my own music on the side, like doing mixtapes, doing, you know, whatever I wanted to do artistically. I was young, didn't have any kids. I was like, right, <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, I was warning women. I was dating at the time. I was like, look, I'm a full time musician. Like if I if I get comfortable and have a family in a house, it's going to come from me doing this. You know what i'm saying and that means i might flop doing this right like this is all i'm doing i don't have a fallback plan um i remember when i was like 20 i saw this quote from denzel washington and he said "Uh, everybody told him he needed to have a plan to fall back on and he said um if i'm a fall i'm gonna fall forward forward <laughs> he's like yeah. there's no there's no fallback plan he's like yeah. so yeah so that's kind of where i was and so then um i got some success with some some early internet viral hits um like read a book um, I got a collaboration with my 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 I still collaborate with them now, uh, an artist, Melo D the Rados. I got some BET playoff of them. Um, and then you know, it was well, you know, being a conscious hip-hop artist, I was expecting it to be a really hard, long toll toll. And it was, it has been, but there's been some you know, really cool highs. Um, but during, you know, one of the, the lows, I was like, I, as a part-time job, I got after school programs um teaching young people how to use hip hop. Mm. Um, basically, and I mean it was really like I think they paid me minimum wage, but they had a budget for equipment. So we set up a studio mm. and um, and fortunately, uh, you know, I had I went to school as an education major. OK. Um, and so um, I didn't finish as an education major, but I was taking that same idea, that insight. You know, what I'm saying as a matter of fact, right. I wish what I do now, this was a major. This was an option when right. I was right. you know, 18, 19. And so that's one of my big things now was just making this an option for artists. You know what I'm saying? Um, and finding out, um, I mean, I've been really fortunate. So, you know, I started by working at Martha's table in, um, Washington DC after school program, working with teens there. And one thing has led to another, it's been a big snowball thing. Um, but, but I'm really now fortunate to be in the position that like, I see other 18, 19, 20 year olds in the same position I was. And, and, I've been spending all this time figuring out, and I was about to say, I live in the state of Maryland and um, young audiences in Maryland and a whole bunch of uh, organizations here about, you know, the, the last recession, um, right before Obama was president, um, when budgets were cut, art was cut out most of the classrooms all right. over the country. you right. know how that happened. Yep. And so the people in the state of Maryland got really creative with it. And it was like, yo, I mean, art is necessary regardless. It's a shame that our country thinks that art is you know, icing on a cake or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Garnish. It's, it's it's great regardless. But the organizations I've started working with in Maryland were like, all right, if you're gonna take art out of the classroom, we're gonna put science in art. We're gonna put math in art. We're gonna put mm. in our art. And then we're gonna bring the art to you that way, and that way you can check off your science box. You Got can it. Check off your English box. You Got can check it. Off your history box. You know what I'm saying? So it all became about techniques of either putting those subjects into these art forms or finding those subjects in the art form already. And so they were like, yo, how can you break down hip hop? And so my brain just like,
2: mmm, let's go.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, um and I and and, and I, I I I'm I'm blessed to be around a whole bunch of artists doing this with their instruments, you know what I'm saying? Like steel drum artists you know what I'm saying? Blues guitarists, dancers—they're all like, "Yo, what's the physics of the steel drum?" You know what I'm saying? Wow! What's the, what's the history of the steel drum? If you tell Ooh. the history of the steel drum, you're telling the history of colonialism of the of of uh, of uh of uh the triangular slave trade. Um, you're teaching the if you teach about how like how the steel is made that type of stuff. So I was I, I was in circles of people mm. like that, nice. breaking down their art forms like that. And it's like, oh, okay, let's go. That's so what's good. The, so what's the history? of hip hop. What's the math of hip hop? What's the science of hip hop? What's the physics of hip hop? You know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's been it's been floating. It's been it's been rolling. And it, you know, I've been um, and then homeschooling my children was a huge step in it too. Um, sure, I, I have teenage boys now, but ever since they were eight, you know, I've been homeschooling them. So, you know, if it, you know. Now, when you when you who make me sit down and think about it, I realize the long right <laughs> you had that is gotten here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right.
2: Wow, that's that's amazing. So, all right, read a book. Uh huh. Um, I'm sure a lot of people remember and recognize the title mm-hmm. of the song. Um. Um, but don't necessarily know whose song that was. Uh, what was the inspiration for that song?
0: Um, actually, it's, it was inspired by w- working with my students. Um, Got it. So you know, I'm I'm 42. So honestly, like by the time Little John was hot, hot, like I'm just at the edge of being like being a young person, you know what I'm saying? right? So like, I got I got Little John, I was into it cause I'm in the music, I love black people and rhythm and rhyme but I was like, well, you know, what's going on? I became right. one of the old people, like what's going on with the music, you know what I'm saying? So I'm forcing myself to listen to the music because I'm trying to stay in contact, you know in touch with my students and I listened to Little John and I get it, I completely get it. Like I said at the beginning, um, I grew up in church. Give me a boom bop, boom bop and something repeated And a whole bunch of black people saying, Hey, and you know (laughs) (laughs) it's hard. Right. So I I completely understood the energy. But like what he was saying was literally all, and my man broke it down. Um, to to do a little John song, all you gotta do is be repetitive, be threatening, and don't rhyme. (laughs) That was the essence of Little John. Think about it, right. Think about it.
1: <laughs> like, no, just, yeah.
0: pick, just pick some gully thing to say to somebody over and over again. I'm a jack you up. I'm a jack y- up. I'm right. a-. like, yo. So if that's the secret, why don't we just like apply that to anything? You know Got what it. I'm saying? Yeah. So we just started saying other stuff. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was just a joke until one day I was, I said, R-E-A-D-A-B-O. Okay. I said, right. oh, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I think we could do something to this. So then I, um, I took Beethoven's fifth symphony. I put it over a crunk beat. Um, I brought my students over from Martha's table really? and I started with read a book. And then we just started yelling. Like I, I gave them the rules repetitive. You got to be giving people directions and you have to be threatening. And then we was like, all right, let's go. Like, I got to go back and find my old file. Like there's eight minutes of us just yelling stuff that like we thought, and, and, um, yeah, it's just eight minutes of me and a whole bunch of teenagers yelling into a mic about stuff that you should do. You know, so
2: so to help artists out, mm-hmm. how did you get it to BET?
0: So I caught a moment, like and and honestly, and this is it, to help artists out. Like I um I caught a moment, and I think I was spoiled because I was younger, and I thought that's that was the game. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you can go your whole life and have a career and make money doing it and never caught like catch a moment where like with little to no effort, you get six million views on YouTube. Right. That's what happened to me. Um, I caught the moment. I mean, it was definitely talent. It was definitely musicianship. It was definitely ear to the streets and everybody just understood it. And so I put it on my MySpace page and like sat back.
2: MySpace.
0: I put it on my MySpace page and sat back and everything else happened on its own. BET contacted me like everybody, wow. was, everybody was like yo this is this is hitting something you know what I'm saying so yeah it kind of it took off on its own um and even to this day like um I've taken advantage of it I, I don't think I've never take I never took full advantage of it um and I also at the time like and this is very crucial for me and I'm glad like I I, I took this stance and I've kind of recovered from it but I also didn't want to be the read a book guy got it you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, like, I love poking fun at culture. I love doing parody. I love that. But I didn't I didn't want to be, like, that's not the thing that I do. You know what I'm saying? I create black art. And part of creating black art sometimes is making fun of black art or just par- parodying or highlighting a black art. But I had, like, record labels coming, like, yeah, I need something else like that. I need something else like that. I need, like, um... like I'm going to, I'll do that when I do it. All my art's not. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna be one of those conscious artists that 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 his only conscious art is tearing down commercial art. Yeah, you know it. what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna make the art that I like. Um, but it put me in an interesting place. It paid my bills for a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? It was a, wow. <laughs> it was a good place to be. But but honestly, the people I work with now, like honestly, like when I retweet this on Got bars, um, they're gonna be like, you did read a book. Like I go across the country now. I get in, I get hired by like state organizations and huge crowds and the people who know me from read a book assume that that was like the entry. And it might've been my entry, like mentally, as far as like, oh, I'm going to do art and education, but the people I do education with, I don't, I don't present read a book to, you know what I'm saying? Read a book was never, read a book was never as serious as some people thought it was. You know what I'm saying? It was me yeah. making. It was me pointing out something about art. And it was like, oh, that was education. I was like, nah. I mean, like, I love. Like, our kids didn't need me to yell at them these things. It was just me saying, oh, if this is the if this is what the art form is, then let me apply that art. It was me understanding the the pieces that made John Little John hot, hot and like highlighting them was basically what it was. And so, um, yeah, it's it's not like I think people who don't know who know me from read a book think I must go to these teachers and press play on read a book. And I don't like, that would be a turn off actually Right. Right. Um, right. They know me from like using those same skills and like seriously applying it to like their fifth grade classroom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quick
1: question too, because I, I know you said you had the sample.
0: Mm-hmm. What was,
1: what was the, was there any clearance problems with that? Because so,
0: a- so <laughs> Beethoven's fifth symphony is not a sample.
1: Okay. It's
0: older. It's older than copyright law.
1: Okay. So, so anything, so any,
0: and 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 know this, and for my beat producers out there, Beethoven slaps. So go listen to him. Go steal it. Play it over a beat. And you ain't got to pay nobody no money. Wow. Oh, wow,
2: that's crazy. Hey, that um, might I, be I, a I put, new angle for artists. I put, I, put, I, put,
0: I put Scott Joplin. I I used uh, a Scott Joplin. I used the the Entertainer on my last album, and I assumed I would have to like find out who owned the copyrights. It's literally like the year before copyrights. Okay. so i don't know anybody for that music you know what i'm saying that's So that's yeah. right there that's, finesse that's right
1: game there. right there yeah. wow too because you have, you have you have the program you see you started off as, as an after-school program Uh uh-huh. um and you did a home school as well is it kind of like i mean so i guess kind of explain the trial and error because I, I'm, I'm sure you probably may have tried or used some of the techniques yeah with the home school or maybe have more students who come to the home school now because of it or that down for right? So, so my
0: homeschooling journey started. Um, um, my ex and my ex wife and I, when we broke up, we were really heartbroken about a whole bunch of things. But one of them was we were always planning to homeschool our children. Um, and then when we broke up, we was like, that's just like it was two different houses, you know. We right. Like, trying to figure out our careers, you know, blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. So we sent our sent our son, to um public school and um. And I am a public school advocate. I'm gonna will say it off the break. Like I'm I I'm a product of P, PG County public schools. Um, I think my sons would have been all right in public school. My mm-hmm. goal for my children is more than all right. Right. You know what I'm saying. Um, it would take it would like my they were gonna they were going through public school and I was augmenting their public school education. Um, I'm self-employed. I'm an artist, so I have a lot of time. So I would drop in on my sons' classes all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And um, I wasn't paying attention to the calendar. And um, one day I popped in and it was Columbus Day. And I popped in on the Columbus Day lesson. And um, it was already a substitute teacher because their regular teacher was out on maternity leave. And I'm sitting in the back of this Columbus Day lesson. And I'm like, oh, this is why I wanted to homeschool. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and the lesson itself was fine. As a matter of fact, a couple triggers happened. The lesson was factual. And our kids need to know who Columbus was. Columbus is one of the reasons we're here. We need to have them in proper context. It doesn't need to be a day named after him, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was actually going smoothly. I was sitting back in the class. And then the, the teacher who was a substitute and who had retired and hadn't been in the classroom in, a, in several years, um, she pulled out the old Columbus poem. Like in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. and mm. she And she passed it out and had the kids do it and do a worksheet around it. I'm an educator. I'm a history quasi buff. I know that we don't teach that poem in school anymore because it's a lie. He didn't discover the continent. Right. Blah, 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 blah. I also know that as an educator and as a parent, I'm not supposed to like raise my hand and be like, oh, that's some BS. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So I'm sitting in the back, like just fuming. You know what I'm saying? Like Malcolm X is just like poking me in my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, can't let your enemy teach your children. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Ah. (laughs) And so, um, I, I called the teacher, I was like, yo, this is, you're doing a great job with the lesson. I was like, um, but this 1492 poem, I know like uh we don't use that in the classroom anymore. It's not true. And she said, Yeah, but it has such a great rhythm and rhyme, and the students love it. And I'm like, that's the point. We don't wanna, we don't like I respect the power of rhythm and rhyme, and we're not gonna use that to put that crap into my son's head. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so after the lesson, um, I took my sons and I looked them right in the eye and I used language that I won't use on your show right now. Um, and I've already explained my sons like like you use profane language to like describe profane situations. And I just wanted to let them know how upset I was that they got taught a lesson where Columbus was the hero, and I'm gonna have a conversation with their mother and we we're gonna figure something out, right? <laughs> so then I get it. So then I talked to their mom last night. I mean, the 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 next, the next, the next that night, and she was like, uh she was like yeah you know your sons came out holding this christopher columbus paper and i, I started going off blah, blah 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 and they said yeah you already went off about it i was like yeah i was like so we got to figure something out so by the by the fall of the next year we were homeschooling um we were fortunate to be doing it in the dmv once again why i rep pg county so hard um i wouldn't even completely suggest how we did it um to everyone I think we were kind of made up our mind and then did it but we were fortunate to be here like there are other some other places where like just there's so there's such a large community of like um of people with either the money or the time or the combination of both and then just the zeal to like teach their children separately that we literally like jumped into a net that was already there and there, there, there were parents who were like this is the paperwork this is a group we meet on Mondays. We meet on Thursdays. We meet on Tuesdays. You Got know, all these parents. This is an accountant. He teaches math. This is a mm-hmm. a lawyer. He teaches blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? You so, up with a cohort. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a couple of them at first, and then we really settled in with the uh, the Sankofa Homeschool Collective. Okay, which meets on Fridays, and it's just a whole bunch of um just blacky black black people who teach <laughs> all the subjects from the from the perspective of an African. And um, so then you know, I was trying to figure out a way to contribute. And um, I came up with something called the Frederick Douglass Writing Club, which I've actually turned into my teaching artist career now. And that is I would get a whole bunch of 11, like 10, 11, 12 year olds. We would meet for six hours a day at my studio and we would spend the whole time reading the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass. Um, going, uh, taking field trips to places within like two hours of where I live to go to, to learn about Frederick Douglass, which includes um, going to West Virginia to uh, what we call it. Which, uh, um john brown's um raid where that happened going to douglas's South and southeast going to museums in baltimore and annapolis and eastern shore really just like the way i always wanted to teach history was experiential you know what i'm saying like the whole point of history is not like dates and times it's like right this happened this is the lesson from what happened this is how you can use this in real life and so it's like douglas was a great public speaker this is why he was a voracious reader you know what i'm saying he 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 was observant blah 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 blah. so like for 12 weeks it was me and a whole bunch of 11 year, bo- year old boys reading the 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 the, the, the autobiography of frederick douglas and making rhymes about it and learning how to be journalists and learning how to be public speakers and what i do now is like a, the developed version of that um and and it comes from my, my my zeal to be a homeschooler um the trust that i got from other homeschool parents who are like, you know, I, I believe in this brother and I'm going to give them my 11-year-old for 6 hours a day and right. you know, they are I'm I'm still following them now and they're all, you know, still writing and reading and, and and loving it. Um but that has just kind of blossomed into a whole career by itself.
2: Got it. Got it. That's good. That's good. So let me ask you. So you're a full-time artist, uh-huh. right? Yes. And um what systems have you put in place that
0: Fortifies your full time artistry. Yeah. Um. So, and especially, I've been able to, to, to take stock of this now during the pandemic, but it's kind of just been like wedging my way into the school system specifically. Got so, like when I first started, I was going out and doing um after school programs in schools, and I was meeting with them individually. Um, and I just got fortunate, and I was really, you know, I'm I'm good at what I do but I've also just got fortunate networking with organizations who do that work for me. Got it. Right. And so that, you know, I'm dealing with large scale organizations. Got you it. Know what I'm saying? And so, um, like, I feel, uh, it's gotta be a tough position. If like all your connections were like directly with schools before this pandemic, because now right. it's harder to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, I don't, I don't know if I could have started this now. Right. You know, I have to be in this position now in order for it to be to continue rolling. And so I was fortunate to link up with organizations that were like introduce me to all of Pinchotis County schools, all of Montgomery County schools, Howard County schools, North Carolina, Arlington County schools, that type of thing. And then, um, and just dealing on that scale. And then um, really just, just, just understanding like part of being a good artist. You know, like any good skill, like being able to teach it kind of reveals it. You know what I'm saying? I know I am a better hip hop artist because I've been, been, been forcing myself to break down the intricacies of being a hip hop artist. You know God. what I'm saying? Um I'm actually I can't wait to get some of the stuff off my desk these projects that I have where I can just be completely open-minded cuz now I have this rhythm to like how to make hooks and you know I've been teaching kids like this is how you make a hook, this is how you find the main idea and make sure you keep, keep bringing back people back to it. And I got all these ideas just like rolling through my head right now cuz all I'm doing, all I'm doing all day is trying to figure out how to take this concept and like meld it down into something palatable, you know what I'm saying, easy to right. deliver. And so it's helped on all ends.
2: Okay. You know? Okay, sweet, sweet, good stuff, man. Um, as far as like the, the the subject of our conversation, how do you leverage your art to build your platform?
0: So, um, really, I use my art to to get me in front of people, and then, and then. Mm especially here in the DMV even beginning when I was like working full time with busboys and poets right like within the audience there's usually an, there's there's always somebody looking for what I'm doing education wise whether individually for their child or their PTA member or their a school principal or something like that like even right now like my new project coming out um in the fall watermelon man like I haven't perfected the game of making money directly off of my hip hop art like I can <laughs> I don't have, like, wife and three kids money right? To, like, off of hip-hop art. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But, what, right. but what that does is, is like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. I like that. Who are you? Oh, I investigate. Oh, what else Got can it. I do with you? You know what I'm saying? That type of Got stuff. It. So this Got next it. project, Watermelon Man, like, even the way I have it budgeted out in the Excel sheet, you know, if it pops, you know, I make a million bucks, I move to Kenya. You know what I'm saying? If it <laughs> doesn't pop, um, I make six figures, and people just know more about who I am, because, and then they use being introduced through my art to bring me into right form to promote you know what i'm saying that type of thing so um the whole the whole uh recording artist thing and this it's probably even probably even more helpful for poets than it is for everybody else because of the way poets um music lives and poets um art pieces live it's just going back to the singles model like in the 40s and the 50s like you didn't like it was rare to release an album you put out a single. You didn't make any money off the single. You made money because the single made everybody know who you are. And then they were like, yeah. oh, I'm coming to St. Louis. Oh, I'm coming to Dallas. Oh, I'm coming to blah, 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 blah. The touring. Like, yeah, the touring. And so like if you made money back from your royalties, you put it back into promoting the song more because you made your actual money off of you in person doing your thing. And I think that's where it's going to now. Um, it's in a weird space because of uh, course, Cobo- But yeah, yeah, that's that's the business model
2: gotcha have you been able to monopolize on 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 this lane because of uh i see you have your setup in the background with your green screen and things of that nature right so so have you i don't like to use the word monopolize um capitalized capitalized. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but you
0: at the same time you still can monopolize (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah so um and, and even so to even to get to the, the idea of even monopolizing. Right. Like, right. Um, I, I, I want to make an impact. I want to be famous for being Baba Bomani. You know what I'm saying? But I want to make an impact. So like one of the biggest things that I want to do is duplicate what I'm doing with other artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, um, being able to do this through zoom and online has made it so I can teach a class in Texas. I can teach a class in Kenya right now, which is super, super dope, but kids still need people who can do this in person. And I know a bunch of dope educators who are also dope rappers who haven't taken the time or figured out how to do both at the same time. And I would like to give them the same skills and you know what I'm saying? And so other, so that other young people can have that, the big brother that I have been to a whole bunch of like, I've got, I've got artists now who are full-time artists who learned how to write songs with me. And I want Mm -hmm. other young people to have somebody who can do that. And I know they have people sitting around them who have all the elements and just need somebody to be like, look, this is how you take your, your, your love for teaching and your love for hip hop. And you apply it to young people around you. And so I think I'm going to make an even bigger impact from my classes, teaching teachers, because those teachers teach other students. And so in that way, you know, good i'm like a virus you know what i'm saying right Right. yeah it just keeps on giving yeah that's 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 and so that's um and i want you know i want all my stuff is copyright written i want my royalties from it um but i understand understand that that might not happen either and and i understand that people are going to use some of my tactics and they're not going to associate and not going to be like i learned this from baba bomani but some kid is going to learn how to read and how to write and that's fine and that's like That's that's what I'm given, you know. I've been given a lot. That's what I'm given is trying to help people figure out how to make that simpler in their lives.
2: Gotcha. Have you have you been able to license your things out to school systems and things?
0: Yeah, I have actually. As a matter of fact, and um, and that might be one of the weaknesses in my game is um, just staying on top of that stuff. Got Um, it. But like, so my whole like um, like before. The, the shutdown, and even now they're gonna try to do it, but they're so scrambled. Like, basically, I did a um, what do you call it? A prototype, a demo, of PG County schools just using my Frederick Douglass writing curriculum as their social studies ELA curriculum, as as an intricate part. You know what I'm saying? we like, I went and met with the whole social studies department. We had we had planned a field trip to frederick douglas's house where i was going to debut a song about all the different ways he used his english language art skills and i was going to have a whole bunch of middle schoolers in his house watching a music video about it and the government shutdown happened and frederick Douglass's right. house is part of the smithsonian and so i was blown you know what i'm saying so um but that's like that's that's where i'm going with it i want it to be like we're not we're not rapping as like garnish we're not rapping as like a a, as an extra credit as a thing to try to keep people like no kids like and teachers will tell you kids will go around singing i i still say migos and i have to realize that migos might be old school to 14 year olds now but they go around that's crazy right crazy um but they go around like saying this over and over again. And as an educator, right. all you want them to do is have your you thing stuck in their head. You want. So I'm not I stopped fighting it, and I was like, "All right, if y'all gonna the little John logic, you know what I'm saying? We gonna find something simple, um, and we gonna we gonna wash rinse repeat. <laughs> we gonna yeah. do it over and over again. Yeah.
2: It's perfect timing now, right? It's 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 perfect time for what you do right now, because yeah everything is so um black lives matter and everybody and every organization is looking for the incorporation of black culture
0: right right
2: right, right and right. that is a way to capitalize not just on covid but capitalize
0: on the climate yeah 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 no no doubt no that's another reason why i feel blessed right now another reason why i feel like i must have been following my calling the whole time you know what i'm saying um another reason like like where my where, where my sons are educated now i i i lovingly and jokingly call it um hotel hogwarts you know what i'm saying it's like it's it's like the, the blackity is black black blackity black you know what i'm saying and we teach and, and the idea is that is just like and we don't realize this because we're so inundated in this culture right but like Everything just needs to be taught from the perspective of the African. And you don't realize that everything that you're being taught is being taught to you from the perspective of the European. There's no neutral. There's no neutral. You know what I'm saying? So you just might as well be in control of it, right? Right. And so now that people are kind of realizing that, they're like, well, who do we go to? And me and my hotep friends have all been like, hey. (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) We've been doing it. You're welcome in. We ain't even going to... You know some of us feel a little salty, you know what I'm saying, but whatever. Right. right. <laughs> you know, once you're ready to be like, yo, how do I like um and once again, like this is why I, I rep on this new project, I like rep PG County so hard because it gives me this freedom, you know what I'm saying? One of the things I learned from um read a book, my cousins would call me from out of town, and this is a very real concern in that that I don't have even though i have an understanding of it being in such a diverse place my cousins would call me from out of town is like yeah i don't remember how we get into conversations about like how do you how do white people feel about this you know what i'm saying like 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 how you got to interact with white people when they got this image out there and i was like who cares what white people think and yeah. i realized it was a luxury of being in pg county like right. i can choose not to see white people and i i love white people but like I can go all day, all night. I can I can buy drugs and and go see a judge, and they both be black. You know what I'm saying? And so like I've, and so I I've been having this conversation artistically with black people about blackness without white gaze for a moment. Gotcha. And I think that's what everybody's hungry hungry for right now, right? Especially yeah. like especially um I mean my takeaway from the whole Black Lives Matter movement was a whole bunch of women, black women yelled out black lives matter and too large of this country's population went, well, actually, and it really doesn't matter what you say after that, like, like we're we're having an argument on whether or not my life matters. And if we're having an argument, if I'm in your house and, and the subject of my life mattering is a subject of debate, I'm thinking I'm making, I'm plotting and making moves. Like I need to be ready to fight. I need to be ready to run. I need to know where the window is. I need to know where the door is. Like I'm not safe. If we, if I'm in your house and whether or not my life is of of value and, and matters is, is open an open debate. And like I I can sit here and try to convince y'all that my life matters and try to get the people on my side. Or I can be like, let me make sure that I'm okay. No matter how you feel about my life, that My life, my life being in existence is not based on whether or not you believe my life matters. That's how I took the whole Black Lives Matter thing. So I'm like, I I would love for people to make America more comforting and more welcoming for me here, but I'm preparing as if they're not. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if Black Lives Matter is successful, i am be right behind y'all. Even the, 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 the. The, the 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 inroads that black lives matter makes i am benefiting from so i'm right behind y'all but mm-hmm. we also need but black people also need some place to just be safe and that's where i'm working on when you tired of like when you tired of like being face to face with police you know what i'm saying and, and their police riot gear and yelling at them about the rights you want you need to sit back and just sit in your blackness and be happy come chill with me and get refreshed you know what i'm saying and then go back out there and do that but i'm trying to create the space where we're not we're not asking them for nothing you know gotcha. what I'm saying? Where you know we're
1: educating ourselves, we're feeding ourselves, that type of stuff. So, let yeah. let uh, so let me ask you this because I know you brought up Malcolm X, and how Malcolm X did have a quote about how we should have our people teaching us, not have enemy teachers, because that's mm-hmm. you know it's not common sense. When when it comes down to the education aspect and just how things are going right now, um, I guess what's your projection for projections for um the number of black educators or even black parents that we reach out to try. Because what I've seen is, uh, in order to build a poetry industry, you know, to build your brand and build what you're doing right now, you got to take risks. Some people aren't even trying to take certain risks because of mm. fear, what, what may be associated with that risk. You know what I mean? So with the projections of what you see, how do you think you can, um, I guess, c- kind of help you bypass those, those barriers? You know um,
0: I do think we need to all just say we, we need to be part of a culture shift. We need to okay. be a part of culture shift. Like we all have to start taking more personal responsibility for the education of the young people around us and that we yeah. need to find, we need to find, like, I want to um take advantage of this, everybody being at home right now. First of all, like, um, I think we need to not call what we're doing. Like I homeschool, but if your school system was shut down, what you're doing right now isn't homeschooling, right? It's, it's crisis teaching. All right, It's not homeschooling. If you were homeschooling, you would have done a whole different plan. Right. You know what I'm saying you would have planned it out. Grandmama would have known. You know what I'm saying? You, you would. have. When you homeschool, there's a whole thing where you try to figure it out. Right now, the world was falling apart and everybody's home with their kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I want everyone to just first of all, just take a deep breath and don't be mad at themselves because this ain't normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, you know, this is this is hard, like, though, man. Yeah. And, you but, know what but, I mean? But, but what it is, is making us all be really intimate with our children's education. And to your Malcolm X point, that's what we need to jump in on. Like, look, like something else is going to happen. We're, we're sending our kids back to school. We're going to send them back in a staggered schedule. We're going to something. But you as a parent are going to be more involved in your child's education. You should be regardless, but you're going to be kind of forced to at this point. You know, what I'm saying one of the things that I haven't gotten good at at marketing this aspect of it because I've been just so so concentrating on actually making the curriculum, but marketing this to parents as like you're homeschooling home at home schooling your children. I can show you how to just write raps with your kids. And that's an ELA lesson. You and your your children be like, this is a fun story about grandpa. Let me tell you the story about grandpa. You write it down. You take the points out. Ooh, you write a rhyme about grandpa. As a matter of fact, you write a rhyme about grandpa, and then you, you explain how that is sort of like how... Um, You explain how that is, how uh, will they reminisce over you is that type of song or how like the intro to Will Smith's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is like a rap used to tell a story. And then you say, well, that's that's like a praise poem. That's like Sundiata. That's like the songs they sing in South Africa. It's something we've always been doing. We come up with rhythm and rhyme and we tell our story, you know what I'm saying, which is an English language art lesson, which is something you can do with your kids. You just got to be conscious of like. You having fun with your child doing this very African thing is also a skill that they can use that will get them into college, that will help them run a business, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And me just helping parents see that and take advantage of those things.
2: Look, we, we've we had a... One of our guests, uh, Bianca J. Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, is a LinkedIn expert, right? Mm-hmm. And she was saying that it is really important for the artists the professional artists to get on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is all shirts and ties and titles and positions right um but it also is where the decision makers are the CEOs and the event planners and right and 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 her point was there aren't a lot of artists And all of these decision makers are looking for artists, Um, um, whether it's to perform at their school, at their organization, uh, DJ their party, whatever it might be, paint a mural. Um, But tell me how, oh, I know where I was going with that. Uh, she was saying that it would behoove the artists to do what you're doing and put programs together and present them out on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. because the school administrators, uh, board members are there. They're not necessarily on. They're on Facebook to connect with their family and friends.
0: Your artsy friends will spend that fifteen dollars once. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's the, it's the suit and tie person that's going to get you that, you know, seven exactly. figure, eight figure contract.
2: Exactly. And so, exactly. yeah,
0: yeah. You got to make so, sure they're both happy, but you get one of that, that one suit and tie that gets yeah. you that contract, you, you know, yeah. That's, yeah. Cause
2: that. the question is, is there money in poetry? Right. And so many people say no, right. Because they think one track, mm-hmm. one track minded. Mm-hmm. Um, my poem that I write is not making me any money right now. Right. You know, uh, the only way I can make money from it is if I customize a poem for somebody's whatever wedding, funeral. You know. Um, I'm, surprised,
0: or if, I'm surprised more poets don't work for political campaigns. I don't, I'm surprised that you ooh. don't you don't come up and do like a slam poet and be like, I use my words to convince people. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you right. got something you want? You that like like That's it's a trend. It's a transferable skill. Like the That's way good. the way I love using it is to do this and to bring attention to myself and to score 30 and to blah 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 blah. Right. But if you got a message and you want someone else to feel that message, come talk to me about it and we're gonna figure out how to take your words and mm-hmm. yeah. And 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 one of the things that I've been figuring out how to do, like, I mean, one of the blessings that I've had in my career is that like there was a point where I was creating the curriculum and creating the art and creating the connections. And that just, like, I, I don't, multi, I, I evidently yeah, multitask I well enough, I multitask well enough to get me to a certain point, but right. it wasn't helpful at some level. So once right. I got someone else to be like, you make the curriculum, I find the schools, it's it. like, oh, snap. As a matter of fact, the curriculum got 10 times better twice as fast because I'm not at home. And like,
2: you're, you're focusing.
0: I'm focusing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, and so part of it is, and this is like, you can't completely skip that step, because you also kind of got to figure out as an artist if you're viable. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I would love for you to skip right from, like, I want to be an artist. So let me find somebody who's going to help you find places to do art. But the way you find out if you're viable right now without an infrastructure is, well, can you go directly to the people and get some yes. gigs? I was yes. able to get some gigs. And then people were like, hey, you've got something going on here. How do we, you know what I'm saying, move it forward? Um, yeah. But now, but uh, now, I spent a lot of time concentrating on curriculum and I do want to like I need a um a sabbatical or something where I just sit back and just figure out new strategies to network. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That happens like easily and doesn't distract me from, you know, creating, but yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, you know, you and I talk uh we're definitely going to connect um and, and to where we have, you know, Poet Life Academy uh and we incorporate your Your, 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 um, your curriculum,
0: you know, um, you made, you made me think of this. Did you know that there used to be a whole industry? It still exists, but it's not as much anymore. Um, huge corporations would pay playwrights to write a play for their like annual meeting. Yeah. Like, so yeah. if you were like aluminum, if you're like the aluminum union, you would hire some Broadway play guy to write some play about aluminum that was corny as I don't know what, but it would mm. entertain like 2000 people who came to the yearly aluminum union. Right, You know what I'm saying? Right. Transferring the same thing to spoken word, transferring the same thing to hip hop. Transferring, yeah. the, like, you have a message, you have a mission, you have a statement, you know what I'm saying? You have a product launch, you, launch. you have something that you need words and a captivated audience. And the reason they were using Broadway musicals at the time is because Broadway musical was the art form at the time. And now right. you see everybody, even Common does com- commercials now, and Common doesn't rap in commercials, he does spoken word. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you, spoken word has this, um has cornered the market on black consciousness as a performative art. You know what I'm saying? And so whether it is for real, like some people are black consciousness as a performative art. Some people just take on that mantle because that's where it is. The way you, the way you rap as a thug, you do spoken word as a conscious artist. You know what I'm saying? But that is so embedded that now if you as an organization want to say something conscious to your employees, you might want to, Hey, that's, Gotta have some snappy fingers and an angry black man. I'm like, hey, hi, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I've been doing anyway, you know. So you know, I
2: think I think poets need to learn how to teach their their audience that they need them. Hmm. Because poetry isn't necessarily an industry yet, Mm -hmm. um, they don't know. And And like you said, a lot of artists need to take a sabbatical, and this is a great time uh, to take that time. If you don't have three kids and a wife like like you, like you and me, Uh (laughs) Jay, you got two, you know. Um, um, But if you take that time and really think about what organizations need, you can be like, man, I can, I can actually you because take the word poetry out. I'm good with words. You know what I mean?
0: And I As can matter make of fact, matter, matter of fact my 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 college professor once said poetry is the economy of words. And so if you present that to people who are trying to figure out like they got a bunch they're trying to say in that much time. Exactly. That's what I do. I could tell you a whole I could tell you a book in 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 575. You know what I'm saying? And so Figuring out how that translates to other stuff, yes, is, is the key. Yes, yeah. yeah.
2: that, yeah, that's that's huge, man. I I wish I wish a lot of poets would get that and and just think outside of the box. Go ahead, Jareddy.
1: No, I'm just going. You good? You go, you go, you go, okay. You go. yeah,
2: yeah. Think outside. Think outside the box, man. And and let's say think outside the poem. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean, and right. and go to where you're you're saying where is the money? Let's go to where the money is, right? Because all right, you have the poetry community, you have the poetry industry. Okay, a lot, most in the poetry community, um, do it for the love, and I want to ex- so I want to express myself, and but those who are looking to make this a career um that's where the poetry industry is right and 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 you have to know what you want to do with your art you have to know whether or not you want to make this a career or not And so if that is the case then you have to go where the decision makers are and ask them what what they're looking for and or know what they're looking for they're looking for someone that is good with words and can translate their mission right into something short and attractive right. and you can do that
1: right 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 i'm thinking um, about if we have um with the education aspect and how we how we uh teach students one thing like brevity can go like just like poetry like brevity is transferable if you teach public speaking and confidence in conference front of people how that can like just help change just the culture we're doing and the thought i had about um just doing the poetry industry just what you were saying to add on Christoph. And we have enough people who see a need in the community and we have enough poets who are industrious, it's already working hand to hand, right? Like yeah. that. So just taking that example which we have right here, but uh bumani um, that's that's already already starting to spark right. That's why I asked, like, what's your projection for how do you see this happen like in the future it's probably what's going on right now with COVID and just yeah. transitioning from out of this to the future. You, you know, know what I mean? Because it all it all comes back full circle. And I really appreciate
0: you having me on because like having conversations always like I mean, this is why I mean, Christoph. You see me on social media. This is why I like throwing out ideas because just getting feedback makes gives me clarity on like my own thinking. But one thing that I even notice about my own like career, and that's probably helpful for poets and artists in general, is this understanding. And that is like, just in the history (laughs) to be extra deep, like in the history of culture, art artists only exist after like the working class is solid, right? Like right. art, artists only exist, art philosophy, musicians, like when there's enough food, when there's enough water, when there's enough shelter where we have time to think, that's when artists have time to paint. And to, you know what I'm saying? Like right. where there's enough people doing that kind of stuff where right. they can support that, you know what I'm saying? That's the next stage in culture. Like you go from a small town to a city because you make it so much money that some people are just selling their artwork and can spend their whole time doing artwork. You know what I'm saying? And so right. we, are, we are a product of like the working class working well or we just we we just couldn't be here right so we all but we also need to understand like our way to to strengthen that and keep that going is to see our art as augmenting that Mm -hmm. as being like the soundtrack for that like i'm even like i'm trying to categorize my own music um I, I I was uh, making fun of another really popular artist. Cause I realized like the lead single of all his projects m- told me something about his personality. And I realized all my lead singles on my projects are all about like being a hardworking person and mm-hmm. doing whatever you can trying to make it. And me trying to encourage you as a hardworking person. Right. I'm and so that's right. me giving back. That's me being like being the reason that you, you know what I'm saying? But then also it's like, so these companies need something. These organizations yeah. need something. What can I do as an artist? You know what I'm saying? I exist because these companies keep me afloat, but yes. they also, so how do you become part of that feeder back and forth? You're not something like the, the, the perfect, um, I think some artists think of themselves as escaping the reality mm-hmm. as being like, I do this thing separate from like the corporate world, but like, right. doing, you know what I'm saying? But I'm doing this thing that is a result of it. Yes. And that can come back and be like, this 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 and you know, especially now that because we're trying to push like um the conversation around Black Lives Matter is like corporate responsibility, pushing their hearts and their minds. It's not Thank math. You. It's we're not... the
2: perfect people to call.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not math, it's not that, science. Hey, listen, it's, it's, that it's, little it's, yeah. that
2: little letter that you're putting out.
0: Right. Right. In times <laughs> like these,
2: right, All you did right, was
0: right, copy right, and paste. Right. Right. Put some heart into it. Right. Find the extended metaphor with your project, with your product. That isn't corny. You need a poet for that. You bring me in, and I can make I can make whatever your company is. Like, what's so what's the what's the mm, anybody like? Oh yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that takes that takes creativity. Your accountant's not gonna come up with that. Your marketing department, you know what I'm saying? They they might be able to help you with the flashy stuff of it, but with the, the actual words, right? You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing, just being able to um Help your help help your employees relax and release and relate. How yes. do you express yourself? How do yes. you get your word? Like even if you're not sharing your poems, how do you get your words out so that you're not going crazy in your office? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How do you scrapbook? How do you, you know what I'm saying? This is right. it's not, we're not, we're not doing something separate from that. We're doing something that we we can help them with those things. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? That's the what same way called- the same way they're they're being our lawyers and our accountants, we're their poet. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs>
2: that's what this yeah. conversation is about, man, is to really open people's or poets' minds, artists' minds, and say, "Oh man, I can like, I really can do so much more with what I have," because all I've thought about was the poem that I wrote, and I'm gonna go to the open mic. That's so all. That's as far as I thought about. It. And you know, and let me see what I have in my archive that that i can industrialize right you know it,
0: it,
2: how can i sync it with someone else's mission
0: i mean even real simply I when i was when i was uh the director of poetry events at busboys right one thing i would say especially i get up on the microphone especially if i had a frustrated night with like uh just just all the same kind of poems i'm like yo do you have one poem in your art in your arsenal you can do in front of your grandma like, wow. like there 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 are there are community organizations who do their community day and they need a they need a poet. You know what I'm saying? Do you have something you can do that fits that occasion?
2: Or do you, you know have one
0: that you can do at your job and not get fired? Exactly. You want you can do at your job and your boss can be like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, we, added, we needed right. that. We that needed added, that.
2: Yeah, we needed that yeah you don't even have to like that's good you don't you don't even have to think that deep you don't even have to be that deep like do i have something that wouldn't you know that that can i want to say that wouldn't offend somebody
0: let's go the positive route yes do i have something that can uplift someone yes Yes, See, this car. This the conversation is coming full circle. I told you my introduction to using words in music is the church. You know what I'm saying. And no uh, matter how I, no matter how I feel about the the actual aspects of exactly what you're saying, it was being around people who were like I want to help you. I want to change your life. This this moves you. I'm gonna find a way to use this to move you and change your yeah. life and to fortify you. And that's yeah. the angle I've always come from. You know what I'm saying. You know
2: that made me think about
0: rap at its infancy. Rap didn't really get big.
2: Until it attached itself to a movement, mm. you know what I mean. Like it, you know, um, Public Enemy, um, you know, just the the, the it, NWA, you know, it. They they didn't really explode until it attached itself to, or or, or the or the movement attached itself to the art. I'm not sure
0: which one. You know- the, the, the way you're saying it, the, the way I would say it is, and, and I'm glad you said it. It's when hip hop kind of became aware of itself. Yeah. It, it, it always, it always was like a political movement. It was like people without something saying, look at me, listen to me, hear me. I'm yes. hip hop was black lives matter before there was black. Lives exactly. Matter.
2: Exactly. You know what
0: I'm saying? It was like, I, no one's, no one's paying attention to me. I'm a spray paint on the wall. So you noticed that I was here, that I lived. You know I matter. No one's no one's no one's paying attention to my block. I'm gonna get on the microphone and tell you that my block is great. My friends are great. We are here. You know what I'm saying? And and I we can't make music, our own music, because there's no music in the school anymore. But we got our parents records. We gonna we gonna do something. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so public enemy and like and like the message was these rappers realizing that they were that guy. Yeah, like, wait a minute, we're just sitting here talking about because all I'm doing is get on the microphone and bragging. I'm from this block and this block is great, but also this is going on my block now. This is going on yeah. my block. This, right. like, oh, wait a minute, now I'm that dude, like, I'm the one right. telling you what's going on on the block. And so, yeah, hip hop realized that about itself and then it was like, well, let's go with that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, um, that's
2: yeah, that's good, that's good, man. Let
1: me ask you this, man, real quick, because just to add on to that, too, Christophe, um, hip hop when it became a market. Or when it reached the marketplace, it kinda of lost some of the integrity of the of the message. So mm. when come to poetry and what what we're striving to do, how do we keep the message pure once poetry reached the marketplace in a bigger way?
0: Um so the I've thought about that a lot. Uh it's just as far as just like just keeping cultural and artistic integrity and um just because of like what I study and understand about like popular culture and black people's place in popular culture. My thing, my strategy has just been trying to stay on top of what the kids are doing, because the way the cycle works is like black kids in the, in the, in, in, in these, these uh, silos and these ghettos, you know, in the classic sense of the word, like everybody around you is from your culture, come up with these art forms, um they're derided for these art forms then applauded for these art forms and then and then a made from these art forms and then it's stolen from them and then Mm. it starts all over again Mm. right and then there was always and so like i hope it doesn't happen but like we might be sitting around in a conversation 30 years from now and be like man remember when poetry was pure remember when like this is the reason because we're going to be a part of the reason you guys especially going to be the part of reason it blows up even further Commercially, commercially, it might get more ten- tentacles into it, right? You know what I'm saying? And you and we're always gonna have this battle of a, whether or not, you know, it's pure, it's honest, it's a, it's an honest representation of our culture. The way to make sure that that we don't have to worry about that is if we keep our ear to the kids, the kids are gonna come up with something else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we just gotta and like I'm I'm really adamant right now with just I'm protective of my son's art form. I don't know what it is yet. They don't know what it is yet. Their right. whole generation is coming up with something yeah. that I haven't heard of yet, but I don't want, I don't want my son's generation to be NWA. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We, right. we, we've been there already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. when they come up with that weird thing and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. I'm not going to bob my head to it. I don't know what's wrong with y'all children, but, um, we going to my, we going, we going to my, my, my folks for the record deal. We're going to my folks for the distribution. We're right. not, we're not going to let you, you know, I mean, Ice Cube was taken, was, was intentionally being dramatic and over the top and, and salacious with his word choice. Right. Right. And, and they were always supposed to be like aberrant. They were always supposed to be like, that's weird. And it became like, no, that's what we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. that's going to happen again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um. Hopefully, it will take longer next time. Um. Maybe we make. Maybe we break fruit free. But I, I. I make plans as if the the society we we operate in isn't going to change that much. And so, yeah. in order to not go crazy myself and be mad thirty years from now because the art form that I love doesn't represent the way I want it to, I'm going mean, to just like just wherever the streets are going, I'm going to be like I'm with them because this is the new honesty. You know what I'm saying? So
2: right, right. That's you doing. know, um, that's a good question, Day Roddy. You know. Um, I liken that to naturally at our nine to fives, at church, at you know wherever we go, we uh, we naturally code switch. We naturally code switch, right? You know, uh, we speak in slang around our boys. Uh, when we get in the office, we switch up. We say the same thing, but in a different way. And because we're writers, we have the ability to say the same thing, but in a different way. I think we have the ability to do that. I think you can I think you can express the same poem, but translate it in a more uh, what's the word? I don't know um acceptable, I don't know acceptable. If you wanted to say, if you wanted to use that, but I think you have, we have the capability to, to, um, I want to, I don't even want to use the word mask, but, but if you understand what I'm saying, like, yeah, you can say the same, I mean, you can say the same poem, but just say it in a different way that, that, that just works in an office setting. If that makes sense. It's it's
1: adaptable. Yes, to
2: adapt the poem, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a chameleon's poem, you know. Yeah, um because it's funny other cultures don't necessarily know what we're saying when we speak in our culture's language, um right, and so so when we give them their language or proper or wherever you know i can still say the same thing and have the same impact or even a bigger impact because now they 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 get what i'm saying in their tongue if you will
0: it's interesting because it works both ways too though right because like once you once you tell an audience you're doing spoken word they and I know this from watching a whole bunch of slams, like what you're saying is not as important as you having a rhythm that they associate with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. So they're like, yeah, so they're like, so so you could you could almost you could read the mission statement.
2: Yeah, you just gotta do
0: the mission statement basically as you know word. your
2: audience, yeah,
0: yeah. Period. Like, yeah. if
2: you're a comedian, you you automatically. When you're telling the same story, you mention, if you're in DC, you mention Union Station.
0: Right, right,
2: right, right. right. People say, oh, he knows about Union <laughs> Station.
0: Oh. Right right, you know right, right,
2: right. right. Like in New York, you you say something.
0: I remind, I reminded it at a that uh, a that, uh, Cat Williams special when he talked about Iverson Mall when he was in DC, right. and I was like, he probably did that literally everywhere he went. He went there first. Right. We bought some Tim the somewhere. That black yeah. people associate yeah. themselves with. In this right, 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 right. That's black, black, like not the black thing that white people it's know right. about. You like, be black, black. Now. Don't give me something. <laughs> don't don't set me up. You know I mean? So they told him about Iverson Mall, and they was like, whoever told you right. about Iverson exactly. Mall?
2: Exactly. was out for you.
0: Robbed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Some. Yeah. We just talk about how ghetto Iverson Moore was. Exactly. You but know you know what I'm saying which, same which, which so, it's the we same. all we all love it. We all go there and we're like, ah, oh, good job. It's you, the you, same lady. story that he said
2: in every city he went. To. <laughs> I don't care if it was Africa somewhere. He, he you, know, you know what I mean. So, so that's Boy. what I mean. Like, and 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 that's my response to a lot of poets. That I'm not watering down my my art, and this, that, and the third. Get it? I understand. But if you cannot be adaptable, you're going to be a, a broke artist.
0: And and be be able to take commissions at least. Like you don't have to like like like. like, like I write what people want when they because I've positioned myself to be like. Yes, I need a song about this. I'm coming to you because you do songs, about this. there's nothing about something what I've been meaning, meaning to do. Crit, crit. Maybe different. you can help me with this, right? Maybe you can help me with this because this is an idea. I have ideas all the time. I just need to organize them. Yeah. yeah. So dudes who want to write their woman a, a love poem, a love song, you meet with a poet. This is what I love about it. This is what I love about it. This is what I love about it. Love about it. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all talk together you come up and then you can still you when you give it to your lady, you can still be like, hey, I spent money and hired a dude that helped me get my words together to make sure I express myself. She's going to love that, too. Like I sat down with another guy and explained to him how much I loved you so he can help me get it right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that could be a cold cottage industry by itself. Yeah. It's, you know so what I'm
2: saying? I, I've stopped arguing about you know, <laughs> that because it, it's all about intentionality. Like if you're good with not getting paid for your art. Cool. But don't
0: look down upon the poet
2: that wants to get paid for their art. And
0: understand understand the poet is doing those chameleon poems and is using that money and free time to do their poems, their poems.
2: Exactly. You
0: got to do both. You know what I'm saying? You got to do both.
2: Yeah, you you still have room to write your own and express yourself, but help somebody else express themselves who, who's not a poet. Right. You know? So, so yeah, man, um, this was good, man. I, I really appreciate your insight and and your journey, man. I, I just, just from looking at your screen tells me that you're serious about what you're doing. This
0: is just, up. I'm you trying, know I'm to, saying, you know, like, everybody now is trying to figure out the right backdrop, you know what I'm saying? So I was right. like, I could do it, I could do a green screen, I can get that fake book thing behind me, you know right. what I'm saying? But I was right. like, let me just let y'all know that this is what I do all day. I'm down here working out with my kids and I'm making art, you know what
2: I'm saying? That's admirable, like, man. Like, well. Uh, admirable i would say I <laughs> said <that> wrong.
0: <laughs> My accent
2: was completely wrong with that um <laughs> but that tells me that you're serious about what you do you you've invested in yourself and in your brand you know right. and and that's another question um are have you invested in your in your brand have you right. are you taking your craft your 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 art Serious enough to buy a microphone, to buy a
0: backdrop, and not just do it in the bathroom. But see, and and the name of your thing is so perfect because it's not poet career, it's not poet job, it's poet life, life. it's a lifestyle. You got to decide, and, and 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 this is the thing that's I feel like that's what and, it is. In the conversation I have with young people who tell me they want to be artists, like. If, if, like, if I'm not teaching them in a class where I'm teaching ELA, where I'm teaching, like, I do, I get a chance to do after school programs and master classes where it's like, this kid's like, I want to be a rapper. It's not, you know, so, like, look, you want to be a rapper? Cool. There's a whole bunch of stuff I can tell you about rap, about copyrights, about blah, 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 blah. I was like, how badly do you need new shoes? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how badly, how badly, like. Can you can you impress your date with your personality? Like I can show you places you can go that don't cost a lot of money, right? Because uh, if you really want to do this, like, because you you have to pick kind of one or the other, you know what I'm saying? At initially, right? You know what I'm saying? Initially, you got to be like, I'm gonna not make money while I'm working mm-hmm. on the art form. I'm, Sacrifice. What the, the? If if I showed if I show a 15 year old what I make an hour now, they would be really impressed. But I got to explain to them that I'm making. Like th- that's the nineteen-year-old me getting paid back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The nineteen-year-old me was was getting a a fiftieth of this, right? And this is this is this is that salary. You know what I'm saying? I didn't jump to this. You know what I'm saying? And you got to make the decisions early as an artist. Like, do I want to live the artist life? And um and so and then living the artist life isn't like not having things. It's 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 just um finding joy in things that you might not have to spend money on. Yeah. I, appreciate, yeah. I don't, I get, I, for for most of my adult life, I have not regretted Mondays. Uh, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't, this, I could have gotten nicer shoes and nicer cars and, and I don't doubt, and I don't down people who do. I just know my own brain and my own sanity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I, I honestly, like, and I've seen per- people personally drive themselves crazy. crazy. So my, own f- my my fear was, how do I make sure that I'm okay regardless? That I don't get up and hate what I'm doing. I would take less money to not hate what I'm doing. You, you got to be man. intentional.
2: You have to be intentional to love Mondays.
0: Yeah. I,
2: we we purposely chose Monday to drop our episodes on because that gives us something to look forward to. <laughs> got you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you got to get motivated. You, you do. You, you have to put markers. You have to put things in place to make you want to look forward to Monday. I can't right. I can't wait to drop the next episode right, right, and right, right, see right. the analytics. You know, how many people watched it and where they... Our second market right next to the United States, obviously, is Ethiopia. That's what's up. 20% of our market is to Ethiopia. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? So massive, exactly and well. and that's exciting. Like, and that's week we drop every every week, every Monday. Like I can't wait for Monday. So put something in place on Monday that'll make you look forward to it and not just your nine to five that you hate.
0: Right. 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 And yeah. and like I said, I'm I'm fortunate. I got I, I had people around me making sure, trying to help set up so that I could, you know, I live, I live a, I live my dream right now. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Um yeah. And, and it takes a moment for me to realize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause had yeah. a moment. It was, and, and, and the other thing is as much as I'm living my dream right now, I enjoyed the process. Mm. So even if I didn't quite make it here, I wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? That's key. I got, I got the, the, the outro on my, my outro on my album is a song called what I love. And the, um, um, the, 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 uh, the in the chorus, I say, uh, one day all that I did will be all that I was. Uh, mm. So when that time comes for me, I'll be doing what I love. Mm. And I just realized, I like, you know, random stuff. When we're in an age of COVID, you know, meteors fall out the sky. At any point could be your last point, and I don't want that point to be like, I was doing something I really hated. I ain't want to be here right now. Not gonna you know happen,
2: saying? bro. Not gonna happen.
0: And, and 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 it, yeah, and I don't get to decide when that happens, but I'm trying to be doing what I love all the time. So when it happens, i like, hey
2: look and then you're pouring it into your kids that your kids are watching you do what you love That's what's up, man. so that shows them that they can do it too yeah but so many people are not doing what they love and they're showing their kids they can't do what they want to do when they grow up you're telling right. you can do anything you want when you grow up but they looking at you sad on monday morning like oh you know what i'm saying like it's 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 you're saying one thing
0: and and not and even and if not you're just doing the next, and even if you're just modeling the process of self-improvement, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't have to reach your goal for your children to have learned something from it. Yeah. They saw that you said it and you were going for it, and that you, you lived it out. At least that, yeah. At least at le- at least let them see you in the process,
2: right. And not settling for what where you are. Right, right. We're gonna right, end okay. right there, man. Cause we can we can look <laughs> we can go into a whole new hour, a whole new episode. <laughs> and make a part one and a part two, man. That's um Bomani Armad, thank you so much for coming through the Poet Life Podcast. You gave you given so much insight, so much value uh to the artist. And this is this is why we do what we do is is to open the mind of the poet not just the poet the artist or even the just the person you know cuz they can translate it to whatever they're doing you lovely. know so thank you so much man uh no just problem. by you pursuing your passion uh is an inspiration in and of itself thank you appreciate it thank you all for having me man
1: baba yeah, no gabbar <laughs> thank you, sure. thank you. Sure. Definitely was inspiring, man, because as an educator as well and as an artist, definitely. Um, you see stuff like this I, I aspire to start my own programs, so definitely got questions for you offline. We exchange contact information, all the good stuff. Oh, yeah, man,
0: man. this is me and Christoph have been talking, man. This is all part yeah, of our so, world domination so. plan. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> know, I
1: already know We're Christoph at the academy, so know. <laughs> That's yes, I'm
2: indeed. About. I'm gonna throw that up right there, Baba got Bars.com, right? Boom, yes,
0: sir, yes, sir. indeed.
2: We... As we get shine, we try to make sure whoever's next to us gets shine as well, man. So um definitely as poet life podcast as as the poet life grows we want to make sure whoever we connect with grows at the same time um everybody watching look go to baba
0: got bars.com he has a whole lot to offer trust me when i tell you so let me see if i can do this economy of words things right so to to break down what i do in this whole conversation and what you'll learn from going to baba got bars i hope to be famous for this quote one day Rapping is the art and engineering of language divided by math. All right? As an educator, hopefully I just
2: hit a mm. bunch
0: of keywords for you. All right. Say that one more time. Rapping is the art and engineering of language divided by math. There you go. All, any rapper you ever heard here is doing all those things at once, if they're aware yeah. of it or not. Nice. And so... That's what I'm breaking down for your students and teaching them all those different things as they're writing raps about how great. They
2: not are. just your students, but your you, you're yes. the teacher, yes, the
0: teacher. Yes, exactly, exactly. Another yeah. in go head,
2: man. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. So he has it for you. Trust me. Uh, not only Baba got bars, but also go to poetlifeacademy.org. Uh, we are partnering with Bomani Bar- uh, Bomani to where. He will be our curriculum director for Port Life Academy. We're super excited about it. We are in the uh, in the process of reaching out to school systems, uh, schools, churches, organizations, and using words to help kids uh, express themselves. And it's the perfect timing right now with two pandemics going on. Uh, that's a whole new episode too. So yes. you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. All right, so... Uh listen, uh Jay Ryder, you got something before we let before I let him go? No, nah, I'm good, man. Great episode, great episode, man. Definitely, definitely. It's the poet life podcast. Go to thepoetlife.com. Also go to baba got as well. It's the poet life podcast. Thank you all for great. indulging us, man. And and just go out there and pursue your passion, whatever that passion might be, know that you can make it out make it out. Uh, into a career trust me when i tell you just keep watching we're going to show you we're going to bring people on that are doing it all right that are inspiring and motivate you to pursue your passion it's the Poet life podcast and we're out
0: introducing the poet life podcast go check it out today on your favorite platforms including itunes apple music and the website thepoetlife.com
1: Find a way, mm, find a way Ain't got no time now You in the way I'm doing fine now Out of my business Find a way, mm, find a way